2: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard and its games. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi, I'm the host this week, and usually other weeks as well, unless something happens. Uh, with me this week are two just magnificent co-hosts. I like the word magnificent, I'm going to use it again. Uh, first up, he's the editor-in-chief of the site, uh, Alex Zibart. Alex, Hello. dare I ask you what you're up to?
3: Um, It's not Power Rangers related. It will be after the show, when I tune into Twitch for a marathon of over 800 Power Rangers episodes. I'm just waiting for Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda, like that. You get a little taster if you have EA access on the 16th and then the 21st in drama day. I'm just waiting. Waiting very patiently.
2: Oh, oh that's interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, also with us this week, she writes the lore column and practically everything else for the site, uh, Anne Stickney. Anne, what are you up to?
1: Um, knocking out achievements, actually. I've knocked out a whole mess of achievements that I was missing. Not like necessarily old, old achievements or missing. current ones, or yeah, it, it's I've been cl- clearing through old vanilla. Le- I shouldn't say vanilla because they're not vanilla; they're Cataclysm leveling zones. Um, back in the day, I only completed like about half of them because I already had War Master when Cataclysm came out, so that wasn't really an issue. What was an issue was that there was new armor drops from quests with like new models. And I had a finite amount of bank space. There was no wardrobe at that time. So I left a bunch of them completely unfinished because I didn't want to get the gear and then not be able to get it again when I didn't okay. have space to yeah. store it. So now I'm going back and actually, like, finishing all of that stuff and adding a whole mess of things to my wardrobe.
2: Yeah, because with the wardrobe, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Right, right. That's cool. So that's what I've been up to is basically that.
2: Right. <laughs> okay, well... Uh... I, n- I never actually get to say it, so I'll say it for once for myself. I've been leveling first, like, starting at level 1 with characters, just because. So I have a level 24 druid uh, horde side right now that I'm playing. And uh, I am terrible at it, like you would not believe. I don't have any heirlooms. of just doing it as it goes. So I'm not Trying to level fast or anything, it's just uh, if I'm tense or upset, I go play my druid. So that's what I'm doing in WoW right now, and it's pretty much that Dragon Age and waiting for Andromeda are my gaming things. Because my wife f- somehow finagled us a way to get Andromeda, which is a really nice present for her to give to me.
1: I am uh, also waiting for Andromeda. I feel like I should point that. Yeah. Out. <laughs> well, you know, so that's pretty much.
2: I, I didn't know about that staff is waiting for Andromeda. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that early access thing because we we got that, so I may have to go check that out. That's actually interesting.
3: They let you play for, I think it's a total of 10 hours of gameplay, but they it's like three hours of the story content or so is what they let you see, so if you want to play the full 10 hours, it's going to be a um, lot. In Drama Day, it's on the 21st, uh, I'm not going to be here for a show. We're recording it Monday or Wednesday, and that's how it's <laughs> going to be. All
2: right, well, you know, hey, you're the editor-in-chief. Make a call. <laughs>
3: After the show, we will discuss Monday or Wednesday.
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Or we could just lie. We could just Twitch stream us playing Andromeda or something. I don't know. (laughs) Just talk about that for an hour. Yeah, I'm sure people would love that. Oh, they wouldn't. No. Uh, Actually, though, um, since we've you know talked about that, let's talk about actual you know Blizzard related news because there's quite a bit of it actually. So Um, much of it today. I'm gonna. I I was vacillating on what to talk about first, but I'm gonna just talk about this one. Um, Chronicle Volume Two is out it's out today. Um, if you bought it like Kindle version or what have you, then you already have it. Uh, if you bought it another way, like through Amazon or through the blizzard shop or whatever, either you went and picked it up cause you got it to the store or, you know, they're mailing it to you and you got it today or you haven't got it today. I don't know. Maybe you've read it. Maybe you haven't. We're not going to talk about what's in it because people are just, I mean, it literally just came out. Uh, but the book itself, the art in the book, I will say this much, the art is really, really good. Um, I'm having some problems seeing it on Kindle. Sometimes it gets a little messed up, but the actual work itself is phenomenal. It, this is a gorgeous book. Um, so I definitely recommend it. I think you should get it. Uh, Anne, you got it,
1: but you haven't got to read it yet? I haven't even gotten to open it yet. Yeah, but The cover is cool, right? Yeah, the cover is great. Wish I could read the inside. Kind of busy today. Had a that, lot of other news.
3: That Amazon box is amazing.
1: That Amazon <laughs> box looks fantastic. <laughs>
2: Well, no, I, you know, I'm actually, you know, the cover itself I figured she would have at least seen the cover, I didn't know But, uh,
1: alright <laughs> You're assuming I have more time than I actually do I wish that they, I posted this on Twitter Just before we started the show But I said, and I'll say it again here I wish they had released it on a Friday Because then I would have had all weekend to read it Multiple times over That would have been great
2: <laughs> But,
1: um, but no, we probably... it out On a
2: Tuesday, why? I don't know One thing we can talk about, because we know, one thing we know for sure today, they they mentioned, they mentioned a lot of things. Uh, I'm just going to, yeah, we'll go with the first one. BlizzCon, the date was revealed for BlizzCon this year, the BlizzCon
1: 2017. Uh, I want to say November 3rd? November 3rd and November 4th. Yep. And um, Anaheim Convention Center, same as usual, they are not doing an extra day, even though they kind of, there were, there were hints that maybe they were percolating about that last year, but obviously that did not occur. Um, when are big... tickets going on sale, Alex? April? Oh,
3: geez. April, yeah. April something. 5th and 8th, maybe? Something like that. Uh, something one of them is like on like, a Wednesday and one's on a Saturday.
1: April 5th and April 8th, Yes.
3: And uh, I think a bigger question mark than a third day, because obviously I'm not adding a third day, is if they get to use that Convention Center expansion. Uh, yeah, cause
1: they've been working on it for a while now. Yeah,
3: for people unaware, the Convention Center for the last few years is building an entire new structure, like a giant addition to the Convention Center. And um, for the last few years, you kind of had to navigate around the construction to get in and out of the Convention Center. Um, it was
1: slightly less than convenient.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're scheduled to complete it. Well... First, going back, Mike Morheim said when it's done, they want to use it. Like he straight up said, you know, we could really use that extra space. We could expand into it. Um, they are scheduled to complete construction on it and start using it fall 2017. And the way that their website defines that is September 2017 and December 2017. Somewhere between there. So BlizzCon could either be the first event to use that space or it might just miss it being usable. Yeah. So,
1: depends on how quick they finish it up.
3: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see if they expand it. I'm kind of interested in seeing
1: what they do to it. Like, what it's going to look like when it's all done. Because that was a big area that they were clearing out and building it.
3: I mean, the mock ups just make it look just like the rest of the building. It's going to, it's not going to look like a separate thing. It'll, no, but it's enormous. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks pretty big.
1: I'm
2: just curious as to what this year's BlizzCon is going to be. Because, I mean, right now we don't really know about anything new coming. Like,
3: Well, I mean, it's we, in November, and it's currently March.
2: No, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying panic because they won't have a Blizz, anything for a BlizzCon. I'm just saying I'm curious as to what they're going to, between now and then, what are they going to tease? What are we going to hear about? What's going to be the big news of the convention? I'm just, that's one of the things. Every time they have, like, a, a, a BlizzCon when it's not like a big WoW year, it used to always be they, they had nothing, but that's no longer the case. Yeah, blizzcon's so no down. longer... Yeah, BlissCon's no longer a WoW convention, so I am curious as to what we will hear.
1: For sure. Curiosity, just, just for curiosity's sake. Just yeah. based on now, today, thinking of nothing else, just where we're at today, percentage likelihood that we will hear anything about a new World of Warcraft expansion? I mean, uh, well,
3: 50%. Depending on what happens between now and then, it seems like the timing would be right. Yeah. I don't know how much longer they will or want to extend Legion.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, they made that thing about... they Didn't they make that whole thing about how they're not going to worry about getting one out every year? They're just going to put them out when they can?
1: Yes, they you know? did. My so, main thing is that they announced Legion two years ago? Two years ago. Was it two yeah, years ago? That. It was yeah, two about. years ago. They announced Legion two years ago. It, yeah, it was two years ago, but it was at uh, Gamescom. It wasn't even... Yeah. It wasn't even at BlizzCon. Um, They haven't had a BlizzCon expansion announcement since Mr. Pandaria. No, Warlords. They announced announced Warlords Warlords at BlizzCon, but they didn't announce Legion at BlizzCon. So they haven't announced an expansion at BlizzCon since they did that Warlords announcement. So they're kind of overdue. I'm just wondering timing-wise... If this is the kind of year where they would make that kind of an announcement, or if we're still, like, really into this whole Legion stuff. 7.3 is going to be Argus, and we know that, but is that going to be the last patch? We don't know. They haven't said anything along. Yeah, we don't know.
2: I I find myself wondering if the reason that we didn't get a Legion announcement at BlizzCon last time was because of the the way Warlords got spoiled. Like, there was a lot of stuff out about Warlords before Warlords came out, basically telling people, yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be this expansion where you go back to Draenor. And so I found myself wondering if they've shifted to, like, doing it at, like, different events to keep people from, like, doing knowing when to do the digging.
1: If you I know think what I mean. they just wanted something cool to announce at Gamescom, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: Gamescom, they don't, I mean, BlizzCon is always in the U.S., so Gamescom is kind of... And it's huge.
1: The, Gamescom is like the biggest gaming convention yeah, in Europe, It is. Correct?
3: Gamescom is the yeah. largest game I think it's the largest gaming convention uh, convention convention anywhere. It is just the worldwide.
2: Largest. Um so I think we can't, you know it's it's certainly one of the, the big video game ones for absolute sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think well, I mean, Gamescom it
1: warrants, is a good place to it. Do warrants stuff. In an announcement and everything. I'm not arguing that. It's just BlizzCon is specifically it, I mean Blizzard puts it on, so you kind of expected an announcement there. I'm just wondering, you know, timing wise, are we, are we due for another expansion announcement yet? By or- BlizzCon, I mm-hmm. would think
3: so. I mean, it really depends on how much more they have for Legion. If it's just Argus and then we've dealt with the Legion thing, um, I mean, where does it really go? Yeah. Well, well yeah,
1: it's several places for things to go, but that's me in foil hatting. So,
2: well, while we're talking about that, um, an announcement that's more recent is that we now know the uh, date for Ariza. The Overwatch hero that is basically like a, a bull centaur thing uh, robot, which is pretty, I don't know, and she has cool. And if you guys were the ones who showed me the video of her as a crossing guard, right? Yes. Yeah, she does a crossing guard about that's actually really cool. But the date is, I'm going to say March 21st. I wrote it
1: down here. So it's March 21st. And draw a day. Yes.
2: <laughs> Not the best day, Blizz. You might want to reconsider that one. <laughs>
1: No, they're just going to release her on the same day as Andromeda, and then all of their developers are going to be playing Mass Effect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, March 21st is when she hits servers, live servers. And I think they're working on other, like, DTR changes and things, too. I'm not sure if there's anything major, major.
2: No, I, I just remember, like, the, the Arisa release was the thing I took away from it. I know that they were talking about doing other stuff.
1: Yeah. Most um, of the this whole time there was kind of an impromptu overwatch AMA with Jeff Kaplan yep. um somebody it was pretty funny because somebody posted and said I sure would like an AMA with Jeff Kaplan here's some of the questions that I would ask and then Jeff just like jumped on the thread and said okay sounds good started answering questions left and right <laughs> like it wasn't an actual AMA thread it was just he decided to hop in and started answering stuff which was pretty cool but um one of the things I believe you mentioned in that thread was something about uh, McCree and Widowmaker legendary skins, new ones coming at some point in the future. Um, no other big
2: reveals, but skins. Skins are cool. I don't know. That that whole anime had some really, for me, some fascinating talk about how the Titan process went. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about that. I, I really did like... Uh, one of the things that they talked about was that Titan was an MMO. It was a shooter-slash-MMO hybrid. Um, Much in the same way that Mass Effect is a shooter slash RPG hybrid. And as a result, you had classes. You didn't have heroes or characters. They were classes. And one of the classes was the Jumper, who was essentially started off as Tracer, but then leveled. And since you're leveling up, you get new, more abilities. And so it was getting shotguns, and it was getting this, and it was getting that. And one of the things I thought was interesting was you talking about, like, it was getting cluttered. Like, it felt like it just had too many tricks. By leveling up... You eventually had stuff that didn't really fit the kit. It didn't fit the theme. And the Jumper is essentially the roots for what becomes Tracer. And Tracer is the first hero that they ended up designing for Overwatch based on the Jumper. But, obviously, since Tracer is an actual person with a name, you could give her a character. You could make her somebody. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I also thought the discussion of... Someone asked him, like, you know, why did you leave WoW? And he said, you know, I worked on WoW for like 6.5 years and I was getting pretty burned out. But I do miss working on that's always, that's interesting to me because, quite frankly, I, so I'd be interested to see what he would do if he went back.
1: Gosh, I don't know it. what he would do if he went back. Well, um, he
2: wouldn't be Jeff from the Overwatch team anymore. It's
3: true. Uh, 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 my favorite thing from the AMA was somebody asked him, like, what's something he can share about early Overwatch development? And he's like, well, when we first implemented Tracer, we didn't have guns or shooting animations or models. So Tracer shot laser beams from her eyes. And I want that, Tracer. Br- <laughs> bring back laser beams. Laser
1: peep Tracer. The um, uh, there was actually uh, with the Orisa announcement. As far there was a there was a trailer that came out that had more behind the scenes on the development of Orisa. And one of the things that they talked about in the trailer was that originally, you know, before they had a model or anything, they took Zarya and they gave her Bastion's cannon, <laughs> and yeah, had her still on it with was,
3: It was something like it was the goth Zarya skin with Bastion's gun yes. and Reinhardt's shield. Yes. And they, they showed gave footage that of that. And
1: let them run around.
3: <laughs> that was their prototype for
1: Orisa. I like I liked that kind of behind the scenes, this whole, oh, well, we didn't put any weapons together for that yet. So here, we'll slap together some other stuff. Or we'll just make her shoot lasers out her eyes. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's great. Um, what I found interesting, though, with the AMA, when they were talking about the whole, how everybody has, like, there were classes involved with type and the classes had like different, obviously, you know, you got different spells, abilities as you leveled up or whatever. Some heroes came, it's like they took all of those, think, think of World of Warcraft's original talent trees, like those big long ponderous things, right? Yeah. It's like each hero in Overwatch is a section of one of those talent trees for one of those classes. And I find that kind of fascinating. They sort of broke it all up, you know? Well, that's the interesting thing about
2: Reaper. Yeah, yeah. That's how Reaper came in. Both Reaper and I think it was Soldier Seventy Six, essentially come from the same class. They're both like I think it was called the Ranger. Yeah, Yeah. they They, do it differently. Widowmaker also came from the Ranger. Yeah, basically.
3: Sections of it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because when you when you want to create like a, a character class, the first thing you want to give people is the iconic central core abilities. Like we want you to feel like this thing right off the bat. But then as you level up, everything else you give them kind of dilutes that core kit. So when they go to make a tracer or whatever, and they can just keep the core kit and cut out all the bullshit, or poop, um, (laughs) then you have an actual distinctive character. You don't have to clutter it with the MMO stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's ways around it. Like One of the things I think WoW could have learned from is games like D&D, quite frankly. Uh, D&D has managed to have the fighter class for going on 30-something years now, and you can play it how you want, and it's always distinctive, but it's always still basically guy with a sword or girl with a sword. So there's ways to do it, but I agree that, you know, MMO stuff does tend to get expanded. Even at- WoW has had this problem. Like, we've seen it this expansion, and we saw it in Warlords, where they, they were like, you know, we had to take stuff away from you because you just had too much stuff. Yeah. You know, the old ability creep thing. and That's that's come up a lot. WoW WoW's had a lot of growing pains. Over the past few years like it's gone beyond what any MMO went through before it so it's it's really had a lot of trouble with that so I understand why they wanted to 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 go get simpler with overwatch
1: I think I kind of like where the talent trees are at now though yeah I like the, I think they're there's certainly
2: much less cumbersome I mean, yeah. the, the problem with vanilla talent trees was that what happened when you leveled, you you got, once you got into Burning Crusade, now you had an extra 10 talent points. You know, and
1: so. <laughs> they just kept tacking on to that original tree, and that tree got, there was a point, when you have to scroll down to get to the bottom of your talent tree, maybe things are just a little too wondrous. like. Then- I
2: remember at one point they switched it like from you got a point every level to a point every other level so you could they could rebalance the trees back down to thirty five point trees but because it was like we had seventy talent points at that yeah. point. And I remember when that happened and people were really upset and I was thinking to myself, Where's this gonna go when we we're like level one hundred? And the answer is well they'll eventually say no, this is crazy and scrap it. But you know, that was
1: No, I like the I like the new way. I like the new way where it's just kind of like it's compact. And
2: one choice out of every like there's three choices at every level and there's there's like so many levels you know period.
1: Yeah, Uh, I just I I like the way that they that they finally came around and you know this is speaking as somebody who's been there since like the beginning of the whole game. I've seen what talent trees have done. I just I like this version of it. It's a lot. I don't. There's something elegant about it that I enjoy. And you know, there's not as much clutter. I guess. Yeah. They took out a lot of those talents. One of the things. Because there were a has, bunch of talents in there that were just like it was clutter. That's all one, it was. One, two,
2: three, four, five percent more damage with this ability. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, four, or two, four, six, eight, ten percent more damage. It's like you know, great. Why do I need to spend points on that? Like, why even have them? Just put that, that in. That doesn't take talent. That could just be a stat on a piece of gear, and I'd be no. just as happy with it. You know. No one's not going to take it, so what's the point? It's basically it punishes you for trying to do something different. So yeah, ultimately it was you know probably better off to that in any anyway.
1: Ben Beard, just real quick here. Ben Beard in the chat channel says, "Do you guys think we'll have another stat squish before another expansion hits, or will players have millions of HP at end game of the next expansion? What do you guys think? Stat squish." I
3: think it needs I don't... one. Numbers have already. I been think it, it needs one ridiculous.
1: too. I don't know if they'll do one because
2: they have that display thing where they don't actually display your health as, like, millions, they do it as K. So you've got 3,000 K health. And that's, you're really, that's 3 million. But it's displayed, so it's, like, 3,000. And you don't, you know, if you don't want to think about it, you don't have to. I'm not saying that they shouldn't squish it. I'm saying that it feels like they've set things up to cheat so they don't have to. See, I go in and
1: I go to, like, fight Arthas or whatever, and my poisons tick for over a million damage per tick. So it just feels a little ridiculous to me.
3: You know what number is yeah. ridiculous? The artifact what? power numbers in the next patch. Oh you yes, five hundred twenty-three yeah. million art- or trillion artifact power. I'm like, wait, that's too many commas. <laughs> yeah, that number doesn't mean anything to me anymore.
2: It's so big. It's such a large number. <laughs> yeah, and you go get your artifact knowledge up to like artifact knowledge level 40, which multiplies your artifact power by I don't. I think almost it's almost oh, scientific it's notation. Number. Yeah, it's. I, I'm not opposed to a squish. Uh, I feel like if they do one, they need to do it better than the last time. Uh, and I felt, I really felt like if you looked at gear after they did the last squish, you could wear Molten Core gear into Cataclysm. Yeah. And it was fine. It was a it, little ridiculous. So I don't know. And I'm not saying I have all the answers here on how to do it better. But they need to really seriously think about how gear works if they're going to squish again. I think they need to like sit, sit down and say to themselves, how can we do this differently so that it doesn't just do this again in a few months or a few years?
1: One more World of Warcraft-related note. If you guys haven't logged into the game yet, you might want to do so because there is some new tantalizing 7.2 stuff available in your class hall. If you go there, you'll find a dude. Just talk to them. Take their quest. Go do a thing. You aren't going to go to the Broken Shore anytime soon, as far as I know, at least not yet. But, uh, yeah, it's the beginning rumbles of 7.2. I was not expecting this. I'm surprised that this showed up.
3: Yeah, I logged in and there's just somebody bleeding on my floor. And I was like, dude, you're making a mess. What's going on here?
1: (laughs) Talk to them. They'll have you do some other stuff. It's actually pretty entertaining. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. But, yeah, if you haven't logged in today, please be sure to do so. Okay, uh, I think at this point um, we're gonna have Alex
2: do some things right now. So,
3: Alex. Sure. If you enjoy our show, consider checking out Loot Crate at lootcrate.com/bw. Use the code BW, you get three dollars off any new subscription. We have this month's Loot Crate, correct, Anne?
1: Yes, we do. And I, you know, I talked about this a little bit last week, and I mentioned that like the the I have a Wonder Woman. What is this? It's the Lego Dimensions. Yeah, Lego Dimensions, I got the Wonder Woman set, and I was a little bit annoyed about it because the directions that came with it, it had the directions for Wonder Woman herself, but not the Invisible Jet. I went to Lego's website, and yeah, all of the instructions were right there. You could download them in a PDF. So I have an Invisible Jet built now, and I'm happy about that. Good.
2: (laughs)
3: Real quick, what else did you get besides Wonder Woman Legos?
1: Uh I also got a Power Rangers t-shirt, since we were talking about Power Rangers <laughs> in the pre-show a lot. We were talking about Power Rangers a lot. But yeah, I got a Power Rangers t-shirt. I got a Batman food container, which I gave to my nephews, and they have since commandeered it. They're using it for um, goldfish crackers, because apparently it's the right size for that. Okay. Yeah, and then Tetris magnets, which are plastered all over my fridge. They, they work great. I like them a lot.
3: Okay, loot crate also has loot crate pets if you want stuff for your pets. Uh, they have the loot crate vault if there's something in a past crate that you missed out on, like whatever anything Anne talked about, they might have it there. Uh, they have loot crate DX, and uh, if you're as interested in celebrating as in, in drama Day as we are Mass Effect Andromeda, they have a special edition crate for Mass Effect Andromeda that's on sale right now, so you can check that <laughs> out. I sure got the have a cold
1: when it comes out. Yeah, I got the first Mass Effect Andromeda crate, and it was full of all kinds of fantastic stuff. So if you're interested in Andromeda at all, or you want goodies, snap this one up, seriously.
3: And if you sign up before March 19th, you can get the next crate, the theme of which is Primal, which includes stuff from Wolverine, Jurassic World, Predator, and Overwatch. And considering it's Overwatch and the theme is Primal, it's probably something Winston-related.
1: That's I'm kind of guess. hoping for Winston, but it could be anything. We
3: could don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming it's Winston because it's Primal and Overwatch, but who knows. Uh, Lootcrate.com slash BW. Enter the code BW. $3 off any a new subscription.
2: Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, right now, we're going to move on to some emails. If you want to send an email to us, please do it. Podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Put, you know, you know Blizzard Watch podcast or, you know, Regular podcast in the subject line, that we you know it's for the show and not for the lore watch show. Um, we will talk about lore here, just you know. But if you'd rather have a more in-depth discussion, that's the show for that. Um, you guys are doing pretty well lately about trying to keep them short, which is great because Ann has to read the emails for you, and it, it's better for us if they can be summarized quickly. Sometimes you don't always, but you know it, we do appreciate it when you do. Uh, right now, Ann's going to read them, like I said. So if you don't mind, Ann.
1: Okay, first email is from AJ who says, hey watchers, you know what would be really cool if my Draenei priest's vocabulary were larger than just grunts and remarks about his mana bar. You know what else would be really cool? If my Torin warrior could call out Odin. And I'm going to omit the rest of that sentence. (laughs) There's a swear in it. He says, I want WoW to have fully voiced conversations with a dialogue wheel and an alignment system. I'm not asking for my characters to change canon. I'd be happy just having the option to make passive-aggressive comments whenever Thrall or Cadgar steal my kills. Always a pleasure, AJ. Addendum. Oh, the alignment system could change stuff like attack animation. Imagine if a good warrior's execute is a quick slash to the neck, while an evil warrior's execute is a lingering stab to the bowels. Thank you for yeah. that imagery, AJ. We appreciate it.
2: Please don't make us think about bowels. Thank you.
1: What do you guys think? I mean,
3: play Star Wars The Old Republic. That's what I think. And I did. It was really good. <laughs> I um, WoW was just not that kind of game. I mean, it would be cool. Sure. Uh, I don't think WoW was going to do it. I don't know if it would necessarily contribute anything to WoW. The stories are not really written in a way for that to be useful.
1: Okay, what about you, Rossi? I I'm
2: not... I don't think that WoW's not that kind of game is a reasonable argument there. I don't see what that has to do with anything. WoW can be whatever kind of game the developers want to make it. That being said, I I've there have been times where I've wanted to do that, because I'm going to go back to the story, which I tell every so often, because I've been playing this game so bloody long, it all just melts together. But there was a quest back in Vanilla where my Tauren warrior gets sent to Ashara. To collect goop from magical pools because there's a Torin in Undercity who's been poisoned, and the Forsaken Alchemist is like, "Yeah, I need to understand this poison, so go go get it for me." And I went and did so, thinking he'd cure her. Instead, he killed her. And I've always been upset that my character couldn't do or say anything about it. And WoW sometimes actually has put a little thing in where you you can straight up call somebody on what they're saying. They have done so, but they haven't done it very often. Um, I think it's. What we've seen, like, and we saw this in Mists, we saw it a lot in Warlords, and we've seen it a lot in Legion. Is instead of adding that kind of stuff for our characters, they've added it for NPCs and quest important people. And I think that's the same reason that Link in the Link game, the Zelda games, has never had a voice. They don't want your character to have a voice, really. They they. The, your character grunting and saying, "You know, you know, uh, no mana." That's just a generic Draenei voice. It's not your character's voice, and they don't want it to be. They want you to think of your character as you as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like that. The, they basically want it to be. You can think about it how you want to. The game they doesn't they, tell
1: you. They deliberately design it as much of a blank slate as possible, so that you can fill in whatever to make yeah. it personal I, to you.
3: And I mean, okay, so themselves with they don't want to change canon. So if you if your character calls Odin out for being a jerk, but you're still doing everything Odin tells you to do because that's how the quest thing is, and that's how the story is, what did that your ability to call him out add? It's like, Oh, you big dumb jerk, but I'm gonna do everything I asked me to do anyways. Did you change the experience? Did that it add might anything? have been
1: slightly more satisfying. I don't know. I I I have been known to yell at NPCs and say just for fun.
3: I mean, you can. Sl- <laughs> I slash rude NPCs sometimes.
1: Yeah, because it's fun. Doesn't have any kind of a reaction, but it's fun.
3: So you can already slash I- rude them.
1: When Alex
2: said, "You know, go play Star Wars: The Old Republic," though he's not kidding. That is no, Old no. Republic. The Old Republic has all that. Old Republic basically is very similar to the way that you know Knights of the Old Republic was. It's very similar to the way Mass Effect is, um, in terms of having a dialogue wheel and so forth. And you could do that in World of Warcraft if you wanted to, but World of Warcraft definitely has a slightly different. Your protagonist, your character, doesn't. You know, even as we're told that we're the super important, like to use my warrior as an example, you're the super important battle lord, or you're the whatever the rogue one is. I forget what the rogue one is. I think you're like you know a, a veiled blade or something. I don't know. You're you're this important character, but you're still very much just kind of there like it's almost like you're the pov character and we never see that much about you you don't know anything about your character you're you don't know about his hopes and dreams other than what you decide is there you know it's not in the game that's you can make it you can make up a backstory for your character anytime you want and it's internal it's not coded into the game world so because y- they don't they don't want to make it so that if you're playing a human versus playing a dwarf that the game will change that's very deliberate that that these are the kind of things that they leave open so i don't I don't expect that they would ever do this with World of Warcraft. Like, straight up, it does not feel like something they would do.
1: What about Uh, something like an alignment system changing attack animation? Does that sound cool or not cool?
2: I don't want people getting stabbed in the bowels. Yeah, I don't want that either. If we're getting too realistic about stuff like that, then stuff starts coming out of people, and it's...
1: And it's... Yeah. An alignment system
3: changing combat animation, so don't like, what if I really like the good guy mortal strike but i really like the stab in the bowels bad guy execute i can't have both of them
2: yeah and it's also it's sort of like i mean i'm gonna use this as an example i've been playing like dragon age 2 lately just because I, I wanted to replay it because i, I like the game and one of the things that kind of weird about it is that when you kill people they explode into like like red sauce it's like it's literally like <laughs> ragu wednesday they're full of and spaghetti you're, and your face is completely covered in blood, like blood splotches everywhere. And you're talking to people with blood just all over you. I don't want to get to a place in World of Warcraft where my character is covered in gore. Um, or, you know, I, I feel like, honestly, Legion did some really good things with combat animations. I feel like that's, I, I, I. if anything, the one thing I would like is that back in the day, races used to have unique combat animations that you don't really have anymore. I Female wouldn't mind seeing some roads.
1: of that. Yeah, Female that's, Forsaken. That's Female Forsaken did backflips. Yeah. I loved their backflips. It was great. Okay. Well, thank you, AJ, for giving us so much food for thought. Get it. Food. Ketchup. <laughs> spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Powerick uh, from Stormrage EU says, Hello, Watchers. I'm not sure if this is still in-game, as it was a couple of years ago, but I remember during Children's Week, when you took your orphan around, you would visit the Caverns of Time. There, a couple of dragonkin would attack the orphan, but the big dragon in the middle would stop them, saying something in the in the likes that what she would do in the future hasn't been done yet, since she's only a little kid at the moment. Do you know if this is still a game and what it's all about? Thanks, Bowerwick. You're talking about Celandria. Yeah, Celandria.
2: Dorna and and whatever the yeah, Dorna and Celandria. Yeah.
1: Dorna and Celandria, but Celandria uh, in particular. You take. You, you, She's the blood elf orphan. You can still do these quests. These are just the level seventy children's que- week quests, so you have to go to Shattrath to start it. You gotta go to the Shattrath or Orphanage, but the quests are still in place there. Um and yeah, eventually you take her to the caverns of time and I'm gonna say it's Zaladormu? Yeah,
2: Zala
1: I think it's all Zala-
2: Isn't
1: it isn't it the wife? I thought it was the no, I don't remember what
2: lizard.
3: The boy
1: dragon. Is. But he says he says that the he's They're about to attack her And she's like wait I didn't do anything And he interrupts and says wait The girl has done nothing And she won't be held accountable For what she might do or fail To do in the future And they don't go into it beyond that And then you leave It says go in peace and then you leave And I don't think that there has ever actually been Any kind of explanation for that to my knowledge Has there Rossi?
2: Uh, other than, like, you, you, at the end of it, they can get adopted by important people. Like, uh, Lady Liadrin takes in Salandria, and I think it's either Nobundu or Velen take in the Dorna. So,
3: no, that's it's a
2: hint. Sure. But it's basically just hinted that, you know, they will be important, and because this has been said, they get taken in by... like I I don't know, they've never, to my knowledge, you have never seen Liadrin with Salandria again. Like, Salandria isn't following Leadrin around as a page, which I think would be awesome at this point to have a slightly older Salandria as, like, Leadrin's page, just standing next door, you know, Salandria, Li- C- Leadrin's page. Yeah, I then don't. should do that. There's been nothing else. There's never been anything said what she did or didn't do, what she failed at, what, why are the dragons mad at her? Why did the dragons do that twirling animation from that old Star Trek episode? I, I've never understood that. <laughs> I,
1: don't, yeah. I don't think they
3: ever had any real plans for where those stories go. Uh, I think they just made a cool moment to make you go, ooh, what's this all about? Um, I don't think they ever had any plans to do anything with it, and if they ever do, it's going to be because a developer remembers that and is like, hey, guys, can I write something with Dorna? And they'll be like, sure, and then she's back. theres I don't I think feel, there's any grand plan.
1: I, I feel like part of me wants to say, oh, yeah, this was hinting at something big, but then part of me looks at the whole event and what happens there and says, no, this was just kind of a, a more direct explanation of exactly what the Bronze Dragonflight does. Cause they monitor the time and everything, but they aren't time police. Like they aren't going to hold somebody accountable for something that they haven't done yet. And regard Salandria, obviously she may do whatever she's, they were mad about, or she may not. They don't know. They don't know how that's going to work. So they're just going to let time play out because that's what they do. They're the bronze dragon flight. So it was kind of like a backhanded sort of expl- explanation on how they look at things. Um, Because all of this was introduced back in Burning Crusade, obviously, when the Caverns of Time was a very new thing. So, to me, it always kind of read like, well, maybe this is just an explanation as to why the Caverns of Time exist. And why don't they just go in and fix stuff themselves? Why do they have us do this? You know, that kind of thing. But that's me. I just thought it was just
3: to make the quest have a cool moment, add add an epic element to taking a child sightseeing.
1: Well, you're teaching your stuff about Azeroth. So this was a moment where you taught her about the bronze dragonflight, or rather, the bronze dragonflight kind of taught her how they operate. Yeah, but I, I really don't. Think- <laughs> and also,
2: also you you had a, helped a small child be completely terrified. So hey, there's that.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I really don't well, think they had an end game for these children in mind.
1: There's like there's the one he's like, I would like to go see them burn Karen's body every year, every year. That's weird. Every year you have to take him out to like. <laughs> <laughs> you take him out to Thunder Bluff and he's like, I want to see where Karen's at. And then you like see Karen Bloodthirst. And don't get me wrong, it was touching when it came out, Cataclysm, because he's like, oh, Karen, you know. And then they light the whole thing on fire and everything. He's like, oh, he's going off. To but, this... uh, and then ba- the next it's... year
2: it comes back again. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's body is like oh, Thor's goats, but instead of, you know, you eating it again in the morning, it regenerates every year so he can burn it again. <laughs> Specifically, so this one orphan can see it. <laughs> you're aware my father died. You're aware that my father died five years ago, right? Yeah, I want to watch him burn. Why do you keep <laughs> want to watch my grand, my father burn? I mean, I I like his burning.
3: Do they like gather up the ashes and glue them together in a mold?
2: No, no. Literally, just you burn them, and then like you come back next year, and he's back. He like, regenerate. There he is. Just like he's he's actually trying to come all the
1: way back and not be dead anymore. The orphan (laughs) is stopping him from disrupting time. (laughs) Or something. I don't know. Poor Karen. Um yeah, the Orphan quests aren't really I wouldn't call them like hard canon lore or anything like that. They're just Fun things, holiday event things.
3: It definitely would be cool to see them come back. I don't think they had—I I don't think they had an end game plan, but that doesn't mean they can't make. We can have. you laundry and Dorforn in and...
1: particular, yeah, I'd like to see them come back. Both yeah. of them, It'd be cool. Okay, so our next question is from Sloppy Nachos. What a wonderful name. Floppy Nachos anyway,
3: are the best. Means like yeah, they are.
1: Floppy Nachos is from AriPQS who says, Hi, Watchers. Do you think additional races will be added to the Demon Hunter class in future expansions? From a gameplay standpoint, it would be great. Home Demon Hunter, need I say more? Would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for sharing your talents with the community. Keep doing what you do. I would say- I'm going to let you two jump in on this, because I... No, I'm not... No, you got... Talk amongst yourselves. Go there, ahead.
3: There are other races that I would enjoy playing as demon hunters. I don't think it'll happen purely because of the art assets involved. They're not just night elves and blood elves. Like they did a whole lot of artwork to make them with the horns and the textures and different voices. They would have I to can have slightly that. different
2: skeletons in some places. They have yeah. the uh, metamorphosis animation. There's, there's a good deal. Like the horns alone, the horns and the eyes and so forth, the wings, they jump, get yeah, when they jump. There's a lot of work there. Um,
3: It's pretty close to they just basically almost created two different new races.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they still are night elves and blood elves. I mean, you look at them and you recognize them, but they did do a lot of work. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it for the reason Alex just said. Like, I, I I feel like he's dead on that. You know, in order to certain races would work much easier than others. Like, you could drani it, like. We already got the hooves, man. You know, just give us red skins and like let us have wings when we jump, and we're done. Uh, but I don't think they're going to. I think that the demon hunter is such a elf thing. If you go back into Warcraft lore, like in Warcraft three, it, it was it was elves. It was night elves. It was just night elves in Warcraft three. And in in the Burning Crusade, when you see demon hunters, it's night elves. Or, or Blood Elves, and the reason it's Blood Elves is because Kale, you know, let Illidan have some of his people, and that made perfect sense. It would make sense even that he'd try to kind of, like, make them more suitable to him, because he's an egomaniac, so, yeah, I could see him wanting to make them proper elves, in his opinion, like, make them do, you know, he tried try to form his own order, try to, you know, make himself more important, so.
3: And it's, but... I feel like it's also a class where, like, it... it... More than many other classes, it has that really strong identity of its Elves. And if they added other races, I would want them to be ones that stick as close to that silhouette as possible. And there aren't a lot of other races that have that tall, thin silhouette. Like, the closest for the Alliance would be, like, humans. And human males are not tall and thin. They're pretty bulky. And the Horde has, what, like, trolls, which don't really work? And, like... Orcs? Yeah, trolls are
2: very tall, but yeah. They're you know. tall,
3: but yeah. And like, orcs, like, again, orc women would work, I think. Orc men totally wouldn't. Um,
2: so part of the problem, too, I mean, part of the problem is that this has a very specific starting story. Yeah. This, this, the, the Demon Hunter starting quest is you are one of Illidan's chosen in the Black Temple while it's being raided during Burning Crusade. Um, There were, there I, I've been there. There's one or two gnomes, and they're in, they're in the Syraglia, and I don't know what they're doing there uh i he doesn't have like there's no like there's no wargon there <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it, it would be really hard to explain where that wargon demon hunter came from oh hi i'm bob what are you doing here i've always been here I, where'd I you really... come from kill nice. <laughs> it's like it, it w- w- were you guys hiding behind the wall at the time oh no, oh, i not me i i i, I went win the island i took but a, a wargon. <laughs> <laughs> It's a you know in the old phrase this just raises further questions. I mean it worked for burning for I mean, it worked for like Death Knights when they added Worgen and and Goblins, but even then it was kind of weird. And there's a reason they didn't put they didn't Pandaren don't have Death Knights, right? Am I am I crazy? They do not. Um, they do not. People try to no fight way...
3: about that because there's a Pandaren Death Knight Garrison follower.
2: Yeah, but generally like speaking. Yeah, generally speaking, it's pretty hard to justify that, and with Death Knight, with Demon Hunters, you've got such a specific starting experience that goes back 10 years that it, it gets real hard to, to shoehorn in any new ones. Like, it would be it would be pretty hard to justify that Naga Demon Hunter, and at least Dilidon had some Naga around, you know, so there it'd actually be easier to justify a Naga Demon Hunter than it would be to justify, like, say, a Draenei or a... Yeah, and, and or... I'm the
3: dude who's like, let people play what they want. If they want a Torn Rogue that's ridiculous, whatever. If they want, you know, Adrenaline Warlock, okay, fine. Gnome Demon Hunter is dumb, man. I'm not down with that. <laughs> I'm the guy who's like, play whatever you want. No, but not Gnome Demon Hunter. You can't have that. You can't have Torn Demon Hunter either. That doesn't work. Yeah, that's
2: just... I don't know, man. It's not a lot. I, I, I feel like Demon Hunters are very specifically Elven. And it, yeah. between lore considerations and character, gener- you know, making the character frame and so forth that it's not going to happen. Even
3: though I would love to play, like, an orc or human female demon hunter. I think that would be real, But
1: I'm not going to weigh in on this because, well, okay. All I'll say about this matter is that I'm very much about keeping the lore as it's been established, and there are some things that don't work within lore. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Next question is from Baragorn on Khadgar, who says, Hi, everyone. Pandaria time walking got me wondering, is Gorehowl. I recall Garrosh tossed it aside and we find it at the start of the Siege of Orgrimmar, but where did it go? Is Jaina or possibly Lorthamar holding onto it? Maybe the Shadow Pan have it? I find it so odd that Gorehowl was not an artifact weapon for warriors. Thanks everyone and have a wonderful week.
3: It's Gorehowl. It's in my paladin and my warrior's bank. They both have it.
2: Yeah, the thing about Gorehowl is the reason it wasn't an artifact is straight up the fact that it was already droppable in WoW. Uh, you'll notice that none of the artifacts are things that were already droppable in WoW. Um, you, you know,
1: the There's closest a you get Fury skin for, yeah. for and the Blades, Blades, but that's the, it.
2: The Ashbringer is the only one that you could even make a case was droppable originally in WoW, but that was the Corrupted Ashbringer, and they basically kind of hand-waved it out when they took it out. And it's out now. You can't get it, so if you don't already have it, you can't get it. Um, and that's the only edge case. And There was no way they weren't going to give Paladins Ashbringer. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, the, everything else, if it already dropped, it doesn't really, you didn't end up with artifacts. It's interesting. Like, I really feel like the Warrior artifacts get a lot of discussion on this. Maybe too much, quite frankly, says the guy who plays nothing well, but Warriors most of the time and is like a complete maniac for Warriors. But I really feel like we kind of over focused on it. Like, Warrior uh, constantly, why didn't we get X weapon? Why didn't we get Y weapon? Because we didn't. You know, I mean, it's to a, to a degree, you're just going to have to accept the fact that you got new weapons. Um, the Warrior Artifact get...
3: should have clearly
2: been the Arcanite Reaper. Come on. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it...
1: Absolutely. No,
2: I think it's garbage. I have always hated the Arcanite Reaper. I'll just say it right now. The Arcanite Reaper is garbage. It was a garbage back in vanilla. The fact that everyone wanted it was because Axe Spec was too good. Uh, and the thing is, Axe Spec was only good... Like for like, about a month, they then changed it so sword spec was like way better for a long time, and mace spec was better for PvP. If you were gonna pe- oh, what am I doing? I'm let myself get dragged into <laughs> the this. The stun herald. <clears throat> yeah, but point being, like, yeah, it's not a. In terms of where it actually is, I don't know. I don't think it's ever been said if they just left it there, stuck into the floor, uh, in the Shaw of Pride's room, or what. And I don't even know what it was doing in the Shaw of Pride's room. Like he. He had Gorhal when he was already fighting um, Tarunzu on the you know bridge just before he shoved the heart into the the veil. He did he go back to the Shah Pride's room and and stick it in the ground? I guess
1: like he didn't have. Maybe he gr- went back there to have a chat with the Shah and then said okay because I think the Shah gave him a better weapon is what it was like gave him the weapon that he had at the end of the, the raid. I- yeah, like there was an exchange that went I he was like here, you dunked, you dunked the heart in the well that was a good boy, here, have a nice axe good boy, and he was like ooh, this axe better than other axe just gonna chuck this other axe and leave it here and then he went back yeah. to Orgrimmar yeah. <laughs> I'm making all of this up in my head
2: now. <laughs> I don't I, you know, like there was literally—you see it there on the floor before you take the portal to go back to Org for the the rest of Siege. Nobody picks it up, to my knowledge. Jaina sure heck doesn't. Um, she Lothamar, comments
1: on it. She's like, "Why is Gorhal here?" And then that's
2: it. Yeah, L- Lorthamar. Uh, I. It would be hilarious if Lorthamar picked it up. Like I would, I would actually pay money to see Lorthamar using Gorhal from now on. Like, why? Well, no one else wanted it. All the orcs are staring at him. He's like, "Look, you didn't want it. It left it on the floor. I got it. It's mine now." But no, to my knowledge, it's never been said where it is.
1: I'd like to see Sylvanas pick it up, take it to Garrosh. Hey, you know this axe that your dad gave you? You know, like your father's axe, the one that's like really important. I'm just going to set it on fire right in front of you. How does it feel, Garrosh? I mean, it's just (laughs) an axe, isn't it?
3: It was was, uh, Grom's axe. Yeah, but it's just an axe. Like it has no magical properties except
2: it makes whistles. It screams. Well, I assume it's probably at least a little magical since it's been like used to kill at least two, the same pit lord twice in two different realities. It's, yeah. it's good at killing pit lords, so it's probably got some sort of magic in it. There's a... Actually, I can't talk about it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Go Chronicle 2. Go All right. or read Chronicle 2, and it explains why orc weapons are special. There's a thing. Okay.
1: All right. Well, anyway, uh, thank you, Baragorn, for the question. Uh, last one here is from Shad. Blood Elf prop pally, still blamed for everything his old raid team does on Bulls of War, Hydral US, who says, um, let's see here, we'll just go right into the essential stuff. This past week, I realized that I have established my modus operandi after accepting that I cannot be a serious raider, i.e. clearing heroic and seeing much of mythic for the next patch, or PvPer, or even someone who has completed every quest on both factions. I'm going to first level my main to max, get master and Explorer, and keep it ready for our weekly, very relaxed, rarely sober guild raid. I can only stand to level two alts before I can't take it any longer. I will play less and less until a new patch comes out. I'll do brawlers, guild, pet battles, and fantasize about leveling book one and recapturing that first feeling. The question, as established players who have done a lot of things, what realizations have you come to about how you're going to play regardless of what you'd like to
2: do? Well, I'll just be upfront with it. I cannot see out of my right eye anymore, and I have a big blood thing in my left eye, which causes me to have really massive motion sickness on certain root fights and raids. Um, anything with a lot of spell effects gives me, like, dizziness, head pain, and nausea. I can fight through it. Um, like, for instance, when we did Karazhan this, this past week, uh, we did a boss that is essentially nothing but fire and water spell effects all over the place all the time while everybody is dying and everybody is like what's going on and, and it's very much it's very busy and I was in hell and there's nothing I can do for it but just, just hold on like if I were DPSing I could I'd, it'd be one thing like I could kind of like get through it but as a tank I just have to power through I just have to grit my teeth pay attention to the room and let myself feel dizzy as heck until it's over Uh, that's just, that's a realization. That's a reason I don't, I don't try doing much raid tanking anymore, uh, because I will literally make myself, like, I'll have to stop between events, between, like, encounters and, like, go, like, stare at a wall for a minute until my eyes decide to be okay again. So that's a realization I've had.
3: I have reached a point where (sighs) if I want to do something in a game, I will try to structure the rest of my stuff. To make it possible. Uh, luckily, I don't have interest in things like raiding anymore. Uh, I don't need to find those blocks of time. Not needing to find those blocks of time has actually been fairly freeing. Uh, I enjoyed needing to do that, but like if I'm like, oh, I really want this weapon. Then I'll go after that weapon. And if I don't have the time, then I don't have the time. You know, it's it's. I don't get stressed out about games anymore. If something is out of my reach, I'm okay with that. It's just a game. It's just virtual things. I don't actually get that magical sword in real life. I don't really need it. Um, I don't think I've always been that chill about it. I'm sure a few years back, I probably would have been very upset that I couldn't get this thing and that other thing. I just don't approach games anymore. I don't think games are worth stressing out about. It's just things that aren't even real that I don't even get to keep. Uh, I guess my realization is I don't need that stuff that bad.
2: I would have to say that games are something I play to de-stress. So stressing about them defeats the purpose. I mean, games are an escape for me. They're, they're where I go to forget things. They're not where I go to make myself unhappy.
3: Even things like tier sets, Like I think even a few years ago, like when I first stopped writing, like I would see a new tier set. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. I really want that. I'm so mad I can't get it. And I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't do that anymore. It's, yeah, it looks pretty cool, but I don't really need it. And even if I got it, it wouldn't really change my life, would it? I would just look different in the video game. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with my approach now, I guess. Missa of Pandaria was the last expansion where I did, like, really heavy raiding, and it kind of fell apart in the middle of it there. And then I got another raid guild, did some more raiding, and then that kind of fell apart in the middle of it there. And somewhere in the middle of all of that, I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to take a break from raiding for Warlords. And what I discovered was that when you take a break from raiding, you gain this beautiful thing called free time. And I really like that.
3: Isn't it great?
1: (laughs) I love free time. It's fantastic. it's wonderful. And I immediately started filling it with all kinds of stuff. And now, going into Legion, I thought to myself, okay, well, do I want to pick up raiding again? Well, if I pick up raiding again, I'm going to have to drop all of those wonderful things that I put in that spot where that free time was at. Do I want to drop those wonderful things? No. Not really. Not for raiding. I mean, raiding. don't get me wrong because I've been raiding since like vanilla. Molten Core, you know. That was my first raid, Molten Core. Um, <laughs> getting flung into the lava on Ragnaros and dying because I had like a whole plus five fire resist. Those yeah. were the days. <laughs>
3: anyway it's it's like this was probably a weird thing like we do this for a job i do this for a job so this is a weird thing to say but i think people take games way too seriously i'm not talking about like the people you meet in games or anything that just the game itself
2: there's also a difference between like taking it seriously and getting too upset about it like you can like a game and 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 pursue it with like a level of focus and determination that's fine but then you get, like, there's a point where you start getting, like, abusive about it. Like, I've had groups where people, like, one, we miss like we miss a, a timer on it. A, like, a, I'm going to go use a bear mount run as an example because that's one I, I've done in my life. Oh, yeah. uh, going back to the bear run, I remember I missed a bear run, like, when they brought it back for Cataclysm. Missed a bear run for a minute, like, by a minute once. And the dude flipped out. Like calling us like really vulgar names because we didn't get the the last boss by one minute and he didn't keep, there wasn't a chance to get a mount.
1: It's like that's not that... like that mount's going away. You can go back and try again.
2: Or for that matter, that bear isn't actually there. Like you, you're not going to go out of your house tomorrow and get on your giant bear and ride to work. A bear <laughs> appears
3: in your garage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? He took an
1: Uber to get there. No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean like seriously, it, it's. Like there's such a thing as like, I think I, t- I probably take wow lore and the, the world of Warcraft pretty seriously to this day. I probably do take it seriously, but there's taking it seriously. And then there's getting like, there's that, that meme on, on the internet from like, the, I don't know who he is. He's a Russian hockey player, but he goes, it's only a game. Why do you have to get so mad? Why do you have to be so mad? Yeah. That guy. And he's right. It's only a game. Like, and it, 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 that's good. It's saying it's only a game isn't denigrating it. It's good that it is only a game. That that's that's good. It's um, there to I,
1: have fun. In the minute you aren't having fun anymore, maybe you shouldn't be doing that thing. That's yeah. all. I I do still make
2: a little time to raid, like when I can. Like we, we I'm in a very. do LFR day.
1: occasionally.
2: I don't do LFR that much, but I'm in a like, semi casual. I do it so that build. I can
1: see the raids, but that's that's like that's about the extent of what I do now as far as rating goes. And I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. For, for me, I mean, just between my physical limitations and the fact that there's other stuff I want to do with my life, like, I love being able to go play WoW for an hour. And and that's great. Like, you go sit down, play World of Warcraft for an hour. That's like five, that's like seven hours a week of World of Warcraft. I am fine with that. That is, I see no reason, like, why I should be constantly playing it for like three, four hours a day. Playing an hour a day, what, that's great. Why shouldn't that be all I do? Do some world quests, maybe run a dungeon. And then, like, occasionally I'll go do a raid with my friends, and that's you know, that's that's I'm getting what I want out of it. Yeah. So if you're getting what you want out of it, that's that's fine.
3: And if there's something that's out of reach, uh, you know, like I'm not going to get those tier sets. I just who cares. It's not real. It's not going to be in your closet. You can't wear it to work tomorrow. Nope. It's just it's a, just a game. It's a fake thing in a video game, and you are well, yeah. not a lesser person because you don't have it.
2: But, and for for that matter, I mean, I love transmog, so. If I don't get it this expansion, well, that's what next expansion is for. <laughs> you go back and you farm it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, right now I'm doing a lot of I'm doing a lot of Warlords runs to get. I've gotten a couple of things. I went back and got the hammer out of uh, Warlords the the second raid. Black Blackrock Foundry. Black, uh, yeah, I went and got the hammer that bl- that Blackhand drops because I, I, it's a cool looking hammer. I wanted it, so I went and killed him and got it.
1: I need to get back in there at some point because there's a chess piece that I want for my wardrobe.
2: Yeah, and that's if you don't get it right away, just give yourself a little time. It, yeah. You know, there's a, there's some really sweet transmog pieces coming in in 7.2's five man's. I'm focusing on those because I can get those.
1: Go in there, you know? get those, do uh, LFR, get the stuff from LFR. It's all good. It's just a game. Have fun with it. Really, that's, I guess, I, I guess, you know, as far as realizations that I've come to. My free time is more important than a video game. Yep. Maybe that's that's the thing that I've come out of it with is is that.
3: And sometimes um, that free time can be used to play other video games you also love.
1: Mm-hmm Like kissing aliens in Mass Effect and Anyway.
3: And kissing Aliens right. in Dragon Age.
1: And there you go. So moving on, um, that was pretty much our last question here, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience.
2: Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, And everybody who listens to the show, thank you guys for being here. We wouldn't be doing it without you. Uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, If you have an email uh, for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Remember, put Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Uh, Thank you guys very much, and we will be here next week.
0: all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.